Coming up on this special hump day edition of Don't Panic, we've got the week's news from the middle of the week, including Snapchat becoming a sunglasses company. It's kind of weird. We also talk about who wants to buy Twitter. Definitely not me. Uh, we're going to talk about those Facebook uh, inflated numbers. If you still have a Yahoo account, you probably shouldn't. And a number of other tech things. It's going to be an exciting episode of Don't Panic. It's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 142. Recorded September 28th, 2016, on Snap Glasses, Tweet Sales, and Too Many Views. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that definitely won the debate. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by uh, our, our, our two trusted moderators, Colby and Dan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What you, it's Wednesday. I would say it's. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're definitely taking shots off stage, just like uh, what his name was. <laughs> I'll just try to keep my sniffles to a minimum. Yeah, you, how you, it sounds like pneumonia. you have a little something. I do. Sean I have a cold. Pneumonia. I, Sean doesn't have pneumonia. the stamina to continue to be. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell my boss that. That's great. I just don't have the stamina. Uh, what are you trying to say? Uh, it's Listen, Colby, it's when you've I'm done kidding. 142 <laughs> episodes of Don't Panic. It, it's really hot in these space age uh, pantsuits I wear. No, um, I uh, yes, I do have a bit of a cold that I am rocking and it is unpleasant. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's that time of year. Uh, it which is really snuck up on me. Like all the people around me are getting sick and I'm nervous. What was weird for me you was get cold in Texas, Sean. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It turns out illness works everywhere. Uh, <laughs> the, the, actually, the funny thing is down here, you can get, you know, Zika and West Nile and the real fun stuff. You mm. don't necessarily get up in the North. Um, no, what's, uh, what's interesting is I already got my flu shot like three weeks ago, which I thought was really early. Oh, wow. Which surprised me, but, you know, they're free at work, and so I'm like, hell, yeah, let's do that. I want, I want one of those. I, I asked for two. They said that's not how it works, so uh, thankfully they didn't let me get them, but... <laughs> so uh, what else is going on, guys? We, we, we weren't here last week, and we weren't obviously here Monday. We postponed for the debate. Uh, obviously, when over 80 million people are watching the debate they're probably not going to watch us so um you know i would have watched ca- counter programming well i did you were watching uh what were you watching I, I was watching one of my favorite authors read children's books to us live on stream inside of a blanket for it specifically to avoid the debate not because like i have watched in my adult life, post-18, I have watched every single presidential debate, I'm pretty sure. I have not watched all the primaries. But I liken this to, uh, like, when you get an email, and just from the, like, from address of the email, you know that the email could be really bad. So you just don't open it. Because the email, is, it's not going to be good news. Like, whatever it is, like, it either be not that bad or it could be terrible. So... Mm-hmm. I just decided not to open the you email. Just, you sent it right to spam. You weren't. Well, yeah, I sent it to my assistant, the New York Times. And then the next day I read about like the executive summary. Well, here's, here's <laughs> how. And, and to be honest, it seemed to be on the not that bad spectrum of kind of bad to horrible. So that well, seemed pretty good. I'll tell you the bad news, which is I would say most are in agreement that the debates will likely get worse, not better. 
uh, as we go through the next one vice presidential and two <laughs> presidential. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe pick the wrong I one know, to skip. The vice presidential debate is going to be a total snooze fest. It's going to be two grandpas talking about like. I don't. I don't. One's no, going to be basically Barney, and the other one's just going to try to be the responsible adult that is the father of the petulant child that is Donald Trump. That's what's. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. I don't. Well, first of all, you know I'm Let a junkie for this you, stuff. Donald's a great guy, so uh, he didn't mean that you're a slobby pig. He was just acting out. Uh, I'm sorry about that. That's going to – what's his name? Mike Pence? Mike Pence. Mike and, Pence. Then, and then uh, Tim Kaine will just start speaking Spanish and pull out his harmonica and play it for everybody. And then that will be the <laughs> Yeah, debate. he's just going to tell some, like, dad jokes. Yeah. And He literally and honestly, is, like, the most pleasant guy ever. Oh, he's yeah. He's just nice. He's just, like, mild. Yeah. It's right. great. Yeah. And I so. and I think Mike Pence, if you looked up the, the, the word uh, white guy in the dictionary, there's a picture of Mike <laughs> Pence next to him. Like, it's pretty. It's pretty good. But we're, we don't get too political here. That's, you know, this is yeah. not, a, not a politics show, but yeah, it was yes, a... Yes, uh, that's what I did. Well, what I want to ask you guys, so you didn't watch the debate. Colby, did you watch the debate? I want to know how you watched it. <laughs> I did. Uh, I started watching it on YouTube, and it instantly crapped out. Like, 30 seconds in, the, feed, the stream crapped out. Like, I'm sure it got better later, but I just switched over to regular, like, I watched it on CBS or something. Um, if I was going to watch it, I would have watched it on the Twitter app on the Apple TV because apparently it was streaming there. Well, what I so I watched uh, I have cable because I'm fancy and um, <laughs> because I'm a moron. And so I looked and saw that the uh, sorry, I'm multitasking, which I shouldn't do. But what I saw was that um, I've been, I did check out, so the NFL is on Twitter now, right, on Thursday nights. That was like their big first kind of live test. And it was really neat because the quality and the sort of lack of lag that they had, I was actually incredibly impressed with. Now, I didn't watch the debate, so I, I would assume it was similar. But, yeah. you know, I, I've watched a lot of NFL games on other platforms streaming, and I thought Twitter did technologically the best. That's cool. It was hard to find. Um, yeah. How so for I'm um, this probably wasn't relevant for the debate because there weren't commercials during the debate, the debate. But mm -hmm. like what did they have commercials on it? They do. They do. And I'm not exactly sure how they divvy up the ad sales. I know Twitter does get to sell a portion of the ads. That's why they pay the NFL all the money. They make back some of that in ads. Mm -hmm. But what surprised me was they weren't filling the breaks. So you see so if you've ever oh. watched like ESPN streaming, you know how there's always that little gap where there's no commercial, right. but the channel has to come. Those were pretty, no, they, those were big. Those were like a minute, two minutes, like not like five seconds. Wow. So they were long, which is ad time they didn't sell. So I don't know if that was the NFL didn't sell it or Twitter didn't sell it or uh, I don't know exactly the split, but it was surprising to me. I thought they could have put in more ads, which is something mm. I think I've ever said before. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, so I remember that same thing when I was uh, watching like the Olympic streams on, on the NBC app, mm -hmm. like you'd get a minute of commercials and then a minute of silence. Uh, and it was, I felt uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I liked it better or worse. It mm -hmm. just felt weird to have the TV on and it's like not making noise, but you are waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but it it's was crazy. Uh, it was neat to see the debate the debate streamed in so many places. <laughs> the debate. Um so that was cool. But I mean we didn't have a show, so 
We're going to have a mm-hmm. show tonight. Any other uh, banter-related things? Uh... I I, ha- I have a request. I don't see it oh. in our rundown that got deleted. Oh, well, then, by all means. But our... Can't we talk about going to Mars? Well, we can. The The upside is it's a cool story. The downside is I paid zero attention to it. So, Dan, you're going to have to... I paid 10% attention oh, to it. Oh, boy, we're going to knock this out of the park. <laughs> I did watch the little movie. They, they... Oh, Colby watched the movie. Colby's a new expert. Introduce the story, Colby. Tell <laughs> oh, us God. what this is about. What, what's this? Oh, we're all God. going to Mars? Uh, I didn't read anything associated with I, this. I just saw the movie on, on Facebook. Um, but apparently fa- uh, SpaceX, not Facebook, SpaceX put out this. Um, <laughs> I, I was surprised that Facebook even ran their videos considering they like blew up their satellite or whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, SpaceX ran this like. I assume there was other stuff that went along with it. I don't know if there was like a presentation or something, uh, but they put out this like like. Um, I don't know what you call it, like hypothetical video, like I want to say mock-up, uh, but I, I, I can't decide if that's the right word um, about like going to Mars. So they basically announced their like long game for going to Mars. And there was like this big fake like CGI ship and it shows it like launching and taking off and then uh, like refueling in orbit and then like traveling across the solar system to Mars and then landing on Mars and then people get out. And it was like, oh, woo. I don't know. So I think the the thing that people were into was that, like, a real company was talking about, like, actually going to Mars. Seems kind of cool. Yeah, one of those, Elon Musk, he went up and I know did a little presentation and, and presented one of his kind of far future plans of you know, while not solving every problem associated, at least putting forward something a little more than thought out of than just, you know, we're going to Mars. And, you know, there was some thought put behind it. Yeah, except that he like there. Are, I, I so I did not watch the video and I only read people's articles about the video. But apparently <laughs> he said, like, oh, like, we're just going to get there in 90 days, despite the fact that no one has ever thought of a way to get there in 90 days. Because the faster you the fa- the more, the more faster you go, the more energy you need to accelerate to that speed, and the more energy you need to slow down so you don't just crash into Mars once you get there. Uh, so <laughs> how is that going to work? And then, like, if you're, how do you survive in space for 90 days? Do you, like, do you need 90 days worth of food? Uh, what happens to a human body when it's in zero gravity for 90 days? Or what happens when it's living on Mars for its entire life in like a third of Earth's gravity or whatever it is? Uh, And then there's this line that... There are two things that I thought were especially tone deaf. Like, I think think Elon Musk is in extreme danger of... Who else does this? Like, Eric Schmidt. We're going to say something that is possibly correct, but is so not coached... like the Facebook uh, take the blood from young people guy. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So Elon Musk said two things. First, that the the trip, despite the fact that it's 90 days, wouldn't be so bad because they would have, quote, fun games and stuff for people to play on their way there. It's like, no, 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 it's not about the fun games. It's like, what happens if the spacecraft breaks down and you all die? Like, that's what you're worried about. What happens if your body just stops functioning? Uh, and then the other one was in the same vein, like... Yeah, there's a problem with, like, radiation and solar flares, but, you know, 
It's pro- it's not. I don't think it's that bad. It's like you can't just say I don't think it's that <laughs> bad. Like, like if a solar flare pops up, you just can't not be shielded. So, or you're or you're just gonna send a bunch of corpses to Mars. So <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, that was kind so, of his, his takeaway. Was you will almost definitely die if you will, if you're one of the first people to do this. Like he felt right. pretty confident in that. And then of course someone asked him, "Well, would you be one of the first few people?" And he goes, "No, I have a family. I want to continue to live." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's encouraging." Yeah, I think. Uh... <laughs> I, I totally believe that. I didn't read anything <laughs> about it or. Uh, do you remember do... those moments from the video, though? What moments? Like those so, moments where he was talking about how likely it is that you're going to die. Uh, the video I saw, I just saw the like simulation Marketing, video. Like there was video. no. Oh, you it, didn't. There was just music. Ball. Right. It, or it, it, I guess there was like some narration about like what was happening, but it wasn't like Elon Musk giving his presentation. It was just like this is happening. Uh, and so one of the things I was I was a little disappointed about is that it didn't talk at all about like what life on the on the ship would be like, because that's what I think is interesting. Fun of games. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did talk about how he thinks that the colonists of Mars should be the ones to decide if Mars should be terraformed. Mm. And, and, and he said that Mars, the colonists, colonists of Mars should have a direct democracy. Well, future king of Mars, Elon Musk, he, he gets to make these decisions. Uh, Emperor of, of Mars. Um, you know... What do you I, think about this, Sean? Well, I, I think both of you would say Sean's going to be cynical about this and say it's stupid. And you're completely wrong, and let me tell you why. <laughs> I think this is awesome, and I think we need more of this. So this past uh, Friday, I went to the Johnson Space Center here in Houston, right? You may not know this. Houston, the first word ever spoken on the moon. Of course, they said Houston, the uh, whatever, the eagle has landed or what, you know, whatever it was. But Houston was first word ever spoken on the moon. Sp- mission control, of course. All the astronauts are trained here and, and all that. Space station was built here. And it, I'm not one for science, but it was very encouraging <laughs> to... I know that sounds terrible. It's It was really inspiring to see and meet the scientists and go in the buildings. They have like a catwalk where you actually see like they have full size mock-ups of the international space station. They used to train the astronauts and like figure out how to fix stuff if it breaks. And, and you can actually see them working. You saw them building and they actually had the SpaceX um, Falcon capsule that they send up to the space station. Um, they had a full size uh, one there. Um, the capsule that uh, NASA's making to go to Mars. They had all that. And it was just very inspiring and encouraging to see people getting excited about thinking towards the future and, you know, do I really care about, you know, whether or not we will actually go to Mars or what that what the problems are with it? I actually don't care. I just like the idea that we're having the discussions and we're talking about it and we're thinking about the problems, even if we don't have answers. At least we're logically – I give Elon Musk a lot of credit because – it sound you're right. It sounds like a, an insane, like evil maniac when he talks. <laughs> but you know what? At least he's talking about it, and I think that's kind of cool. That it, it's getting people trying to figure out like we could just stay here on Earth and suck, but instead let's put some mental energy and some money behind figuring out these problems. 
And that's that that to me is very encouraging. So actually I'm I'm glad. I like when they do these big pronouncements and all that. I'm I I find that um I find that a, a really positive step for us as a country. So the uh, one other thing I just remembered is he didn't talk about uh so one of the articles I read mentioned how there's there in the 60s like all the nations of the world you know, asterisk like North Korea and Myanmar and all those places, uh, as normally they don't agree to anything, agreed that there are like they we have actual planet colonization treaties mm-hmm. amongst all the nations on Earth, but they exist between nations, mm-hmm. which I'll get back to. But one of them was like you can't contaminate other planets with Earth shit, like you can't take Earth microbes and stuff to Mars. And if SpaceX just, like, starts shooting humans at Mars, we will do that because SpaceX doesn't give a fuck about, right. like, <clears throat> who, like, a, like treaties or contaminating the environment. Like, you just have to look at the history of capitalism in the United States to realize that none of these people give any fucks about contaminating <laughs> the environment. So this, this idea that, ah, well, space travel, we'll just let Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos handle it. And Mark Zuckerberg is crazy sewn a uh, solar plane. Uh, it's like, well, that's kind of cool, but uh, if if you're if this is just like the pure capitalist libertarian approach to to colonialism, I think, yeah, it's gonna be like the traditional colonial era of England all over again. There will be no rules, and everyone's just gonna get exploited. There, as far as we know, there's no one on Mars to exploit, thankfully. But we certainly would exploit everything else on there. Uh, that's another thing he didn't really talk about. <laughs> did did he give any sort of like timetable? Like this will be ready in twenty twenty five. He said, "What did he say? Somewhere I, it was somewhere between forty and hundred years." And I'm not saying that he said forty to hundred, but that was. Oh, that's no. I think that's exactly what he said. Was he said it will be from now, as soon as forty years from now could be as long as a hundred years from now. Uh-huh. Depending gotcha. on how fast technology progresses, so not soon. I think I don't even think I don't even think because NASA has their own. What's interesting is they have the private programs, but NASA also, by the way, has their own go to Mars program. They built a capsule. They're testing it. They're doing all the same stuff just in parallel. Um, and NASA's I think is is about oh, so thirty I, or forty years out. Forty years from now, presumably Elon Musk's children are going to be growing up, no matter what age they are now. The prince and princesses of of Mars. Yeah, he could he could go to Mars then. Well, by then he will have figured out how to get. He'll have Peter Thiel's young people blood, and he'll live forever, so it won't right. really be a problem. <laughs> he and all the other rich tech guys. I feel like uh, uh, talking about this stuff always makes me think of Sevenies, but I feel <laughs> like there was a there was a character in Sevenies who is very clearly like an Elon Musk esque character. Uh, I don't know why that was relevant. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's, there's just, something just off what? about that guy in the best kind of way. So yeah, right, right. But yeah, it's cool. And look, I'm and and what's what's great about Elon Musk is dude wants to build cars, so he starts building cars. He he invents Hyperloop and then is too busy, so he just gives it away to anybody who wants to figure it out. <laughs> and then was it next month is when he already said they're doing the. The solar roof announcement where they they've developed some kind of solar 
roof where the, the just it's like regular tiles so it's not like a big panel but it collects right. solar and then they've got their own battery that collects it like dude is dude's <laughs> whack i i think the solar stuff is really cool like thinking like near future like around about like things i'm excited for by the time like i'm interested in like owning a building uh I don't know. I mean, I don't maybe I'll never be interested in owning a building, but theoretically in like five to ten years, uh, I don't want to pay for electricity like some kind of chump. <laughs> like a chump. Yep. Wow. Speaking of paying for things that we shouldn't be paying for and shouldn't be spending money on, let's talk about these stupid Snapchat glasses. Let's <laughs> let's do that. And Dan, we're going to have a fun debate on this because I might not agree with you on that but we are going to talk about it so snapchat by the way has a new name it is now snap incorporated is actually the name of the company as a whole they have an app called snapchat and they announced spectacles spectacles and i'll let that sink in and uh what they are (laughs) is they're essentially sunglasses with a camera in it now i know you're thinking sean that sounds super lame and you're only half right so uh, the way it works is it has what they call a 115-degree lens, which they say closely approximates your field of vision. I'm um, playing a video now on screen oh, if you're watching the video version. On the camera, not on the glasses. Right, right. No, all the glasses. <laughs> so it's not like Google Glass. I was going to say, most sunglasses I've owned do closely approximate human, human vision. vision. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, so it will have a single button you push, and it will begin to record a snap. Um it's got the 115 degree lens, and uh, let's see where else were their details. Hang on, there was a different article that was a little bit better. Um, and it and then it will directly post those snaps to your Snapchat account, unsurprisingly. And so um, they will cost 130 dollars. Be available sometime this fall. The important thing to note is that they are not available for wide release it is a limited release product so they won't be in walmart you won't be able to go easily buy them um you they automatically stop after 10 seconds but if you want additional recording time you can tap it again for another 10 second uh, increment for up to 30 seconds at a time uh there's a little light on it that lets you know it's recording including one that faces your eye to let you know it's recording uh and it will automatically upload via bluetooth um, they do have storage in them, so if you don't have your phone, it will record it to the glasses to be uploaded later. Um, they say you get about a day of battery life, uh, but they do have a little charging case you can put them in. Um, yeah, so there you go. Snapchat, making sunglasses with a camera in them. Uh, there's, uh, yeah. Dan, you don't sound impressed. No, it's just like especially and i was thinking of this as we were talking about the mars thing coming off of that story like okay there's this company and they're going to make all of these products and they're starting with an app where you can send pictures that before you never would have taken but now for some reason you are taking these pictures and you're sending them to your friends but they're getting deleted okay and now they're going to make glasses where you can take those pictures and those videos that you never would have taken before because there was no reason to and make even more of them that's the whole point right 
Like, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I think what's interesting about this to me is I, as I'm sure you've noticed, have a personal pet peeve around uh, social companies that go into weird places. Like, weird brand extensions for, like, why is Twitter streaming NFL games? Like, like it, it, things that take them away from their core business, I think, are bad for social channels. I don't think these sunglasses take them particularly far away from their main purpose, which is people sending content to other people. I think it's a that just... That they never want to keep. But that's okay. Because that's what makes them popular. That's what's good for their business. I'm t- I, Dan. I am telling you, this is like this so is you like. Think, and for and the other thing is these these sunglasses are like, they they are intense. Oh, like, they cool. they don't look as bad as the the Google glasses, which they are exactly <laughs> the same as functionality wise. But you can't wear sunglasses that intense that often. Like I can't walk down the street in shorts and a t shirt wearing those sunglasses. I can't. I've seen uh, people no in weirder can. sunglasses. Come on. So like there, but you there can't is do one that that's and like be stylish. Like you can either you either have to be like hundred percent ready to go with like your pants and like your crazy shirt and those sunglasses, or you just don't wear them. That, that's that's my personal because I'm an expert in fashion, of course. That is that is my I opinion. mean, to be honest, of the three of us, I you know, I'm certainly last. That's you know <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Now, so so a sort of unrelated thing is that uh, I'm looking at their like marketing website for these things, mm-hmm. uh, and all the promo photos, like the people wearing them are are naked. So like maybe you don't have to wear clothes at all, or they're not. I, I don't know if they're fully naked, but like first of all, they look that they're generated, naked. and those glasses in those pictures certainly are computer generated. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the, so. Uh, yeah. Nail polish and lipstick is photoshopped on 100%. Uh, why do you have to hate everything, Dan? <laughs> I just hate everything on Snapchat, though. Why, That's why, different. Why can't you just be cool with the youngsters? He's a crotchety New Yorker. <laughs> Living uh, in his pre-war apartment. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be big. But if Google Glass didn't take off, why will this take off? Just because it can only do Snapchat, whereas presumably Google Glass could also do Snapchat. Well, I will tell you the number. I, okay, here's three reasons. And by the way, I haven't mm. thought of them all yet. So let's see if I can get through all three. Three reasons why Spectacles will be a much bigger success than Google Glass. One, they cost one-tenth of the price. Nobody bought Google Glass because they were $1,000, okay? At 130 that's actually, surpri- I think, surprisingly reasonable. Two, I think that Google Glass did not do a good job of defining what it was for, right? Because it did a bunch of stuff, but no one really... The camera actually was probably the best feature of Google Glass. And spectacles are very limited in what they can do, and I think that works to their advantage. Number three... I think, Dan, you don't give enough credit to how much people want to share in their lives, but don't want to keep that content forever. Like that's, I think that is such a winning combination of volume, low quality, high volume content. The best way to do it is something you're wearing a lot or often or is easy to to shoot and share with. And I think these are much closer than pulling a phone out of your pocket. I'm not saying it's the best way to do it. And I'm saying they'll probably iterate and tweak them. 
but I think for now it's a it's a step in the right direction. And it's low so risk for Snapchat. It feels like, yeah. I mean, what's the downside to them doing this? You know, Google took a lot no. of crap for Google Glass, but that's also because they promised the world and didn't deliver. So I think if Snapchat just comes out and says, look, they're fun sunglasses. We're going to sell a few of them. We don't really care if they get popular. We just want people to snap more and to think we're a cool company. I'm not going to fault them for that. Yeah. I could see this being a thing with, like, the younger folks. Um, <laughs> it's not, not to that say old. that. old. I, I know, but oh my God. People, young, people younger than us. Um, Teens and tweens? Yeah, because I don't think, uh, one, I think those people are, are are way more into Snapchat. It, at least they hear, I don't know, things like the, the, the internet chatter, like uh, people, people in their teens and maybe even early 20s at this point are like way more into Snapchat than we are. Um, also, I feel like, fashion stuff in high school is a little different than like the fashion that that dan's talking about um and perhaps is i don't know like lots of things can make things fashionable and they they aren't necessarily aesthetic um so like if other people have these things they could be fashionable and they 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 aren't uh I agree they're kind of weird looking, but they're not weird looking in the way that Google Glass is weird looking in a like, uh, I don't know, like robot future like nerd way. They're weird looking in like kind of a colorful, a different, it's a different sort of uh, like branding, I guess, or persona for sure. So I, I think I'm. I think I agree with you, Sean, in that I feel like they have uh, certainly more of a shot at being something or anything at all than Google Glass did. Uh, for me, the biggest downside is that they just—it sucks that they only post to Snapchat. Right. Yeah, like I don't want to buy hardware that the only thing I can do with it is take videos that I can never save. Although I guess you can save them through the app. Yeah. So and, it, and by the way, it does specifically say because I don't. I know you're both big Snapchat guys. Um, but the uh, the the new uh, memories feature that they rolled out, where you can save snaps permanently and pull snaps from your camera roll, um, it saves mm. them to there first, and then that's where you can then post them to Snapchat. So you will be able to save the videos, and I assume then you just save it to your camera roll, upload it to Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So you you probably can do that. Um, Okay. I think uh, if nothing else, it's a cool experiment. Like, I think I would take way more pictures if the, my camera was here all the time. Sure. Um, than than I do now, having it be in my pocket. Uh, and that's not to say that I want a camera to be here here all the time. But if it were, I would take more pictures. So uh, we have a uh, on Facebook. Brian Ash comments. Um, a, a real life example of what might happen if you're wearing spectacles. He says, quote, it's cool if I wear these sunglasses while I meet your parents, right? I'm just trying to create content. Uh, yeah, it may not be appropriate for all situations. Um, that is that is certainly true. I'm, I'm also imagining some like fascinating like 
like high school cheating on test scandals oh. where <laughs> oh my god but that'll it has be no shut display, down so what are you gonna do oh i guess you could telegraph the test i guess, I guess yeah but, I, but, but I guess <laughs> that, that stream fun. the test to your friends at home who i guess have it, or, or your friends who have it later in the day or something i don't know <laughs> i guess the upside is that they look so ridiculous that right. you're not going to be like no they're normal sunglasses really i mean ignore <laughs> the flashing light inside while i'm taking a test <laughs> yeah exactly my eyes hurt i'm gonna wear the ones with the big cameras on them yeah that's uh, probably not gonna happen i'll wear that to my next so my question is which of the three of us is gonna take the spectacles challenge pick Those up goes. a pair i'll do it i'll do it i think it's neat the problem is i don't do anything worth wearing them you know my life is so boring your next trip to the houston uh yeah, space center I, I certainly could but it'll mostly just be like oh sean's watching more netflix you know like that <laughs> Sean's doing the pod. You can see it from my side as I as we do the show. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, but but again, at 130 bucks, it's not outrageous. So it, I think it's. I want to know how many of them they're going to sell. They say limited release, um, but we'll have to wait and see exactly what that means. As I said, coming at some point this fall, which could probably mean as late as December, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and thanks to the folks watching and commenting live on Facebook, facebook.com slash don't panic show. Uh, we're live there this evening. So if you're watching live, comment. Uh, let us know your thoughts as we go through. We're gonna yeah, move. I think what would be a more worthwhile thing that Snapchat could do is make it so you don't ever have to think about whether you're going to save a picture or video ever again. Because I bet how often do you ever look back at a picture or video you've taken on your phone, given how many we take? Like, almost never. So you can just, like, do what Amazon does and make it so that the retrieval time on that stuff is like really long, like an hour. Like, oh, you want to look at that photo you took five years ago? We'll we'll email it to you in an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, but you you're not paying like extra money. You're not worrying about how much space is left in your plan. Instead of having everything impermanent, what if you made the the Snapchat antithesis and made everything permanent? Hmm. It's terrifying. Um, there's, so so <laughs> terrifying. There's, this, there's this show you can watch on Netflix. I think it's called like it's like a, a British TV show or a British like mini series, like repeating sort of like Sherlock, like that yeah, format exactly of show. I think it's called Black Mirror yeah. or something yeah. like that. But one of the episodes is like basically this, like that, like everyone has an implant in their eyes that records like every second of their oh, entire yeah. lives. That's going to totally happen. bizarre. That's and awesome. upsetting. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, you should watch this. You should watch the episode. <laughs> no, don't show. ruin it. Don't. I want to be optimistic. So there was a radio lab episode about this too. Uh, I think it was radio lab where a, guy who's been sort of a google glass enthusiast since the 90s like he's had this idea i think he even eventually went to work on google glass uh but he's been wearing a computer on his head for mm. over a decade or almost two decades even and so his he gets so much value out of being able to recall anything that anyone has ever told him knowing exactly like oh last time i saw this person their children were just going to college i should ask them about how their kids are doing in college enhances so, life so much that he can't take it off now and the point in the podcast was he's a better he's better at being social with that than he was without it almost scary good because he remembers everything you told him and he can ask you about like past conversations is that bad though like if it's not 
bad. Like, so, how so, is that bad? Uh, that guy's thing was like, uh, like he was, t- he was, t- he takes notes, right? Like he has like a, yeah, he has a, a hand, pocket keyboard, but he can he, also pull it up right in, in his glasses. Right. Right. But he's like typing, like he's not like recording yeah. everything. He's no. like physically like typing out but stuff. But soon he certainly could. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, like if I don't... everyone recorded everything, human like human society would evolve. Like it wouldn't be socially like right now it is a a piece of social currency to take the time to remember something that someone told you so that later on you can be like, Oh, remember that thing. And that won't be as valuable in the future because anyone can do that. But just mm. like anyone can keep in touch with their high school friends. Like everyone now sure. feels like they kept in touch with their high school friends because you see something they post on Facebook sometimes. It's not yeah. as like weird if you saw someone ten years after high school thirty years ago. It's not nearly as weird now as it was then. But we didn't do anything different. Just like society has changed. So yeah. So I think there's uh, thinking about uh, this guy's reality where he like is is taking these notes himself um, and the like. The, the thought of like recording everything. I think maybe there's something different there. Cause like, uh, I feel like taking notes like that is still a sort of subjective act. And so like much the same way as like looking back on a memory would be, it's, it's like sort of subjective, right? Like it isn't full fidelity. Um, and so it's, it's still, it's like really an enhanced memory I would think for him. Whereas if you have an actual recording, like you could go back and notice something you didn't notice before, um, which yeah. is, or, or notice something that wasn't real. Right. And the, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the episode of that TV show. <laughs> like this is kind of what that gets into mm. um, where people go back over these moments in their lives and like have all this like anxiety and like lose their, basically lose it. Uh, because they they can like r- just relive these moments in their lives and f- like the worst moments in their lives and in in full fidelity and also the best ones. But um, I don't know. I focus on the negative. What's up? Humans tend to focus on the negative. Sure. Right. Right. Um, and you so, could also imagine a, a program that looks back over these recordings and summarizes it for you and you ask about it like what did colby and i talk about last time i talked with him like a computer pretty soon could tell me like oh well you talked about cocktails and blah 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 and colby's going to like i don't know japan in july or something like that like oh yeah that's right yeah i guess i guess my the thing what i was trying to get at is it's like what he's doing is more like memory than what yeah i see that full fidelity recording would be like, I think that would be something drastically different. Like this, that guy has like memory superpowers, but still couldn't like easily be flawed or, you know, like it's still like his experience of what happened. Um, Whereas that this is something else and, and perhaps something, something weirder. I don't know. I think, I think it's up to you listener to decide how you, (laughs) Yeah, I it is a really interesting discussion as we get towards. Yeah, you know, I 
Actually, I should probably look. I have, I think, over 3,000 photos on my phone. I never delete any of them, um, ever. And even crap ones, I keep them. Uh, <laughs> because storage is essentially infinite these days. And I think uh, I will lean more towards the negative side. I agree, I see the advantages. But the problem I have is that when you record everything, you might as well record nothing. I think there's too much noise, and I think there's not enough context. Um, you know, it's interesting. You guys know I worked in an archive for a year. A fascinating time, a really cool job, seeing the pictures and the letters of history. But the archive stopped about mid-1990s. There was just no more, con there was just nothing in the archive because mm. everything was digital and nobody took the time to catalog it or organize it or save it or give it context or or do any of that. And that's what worries me about this increasingly digital culture is that when you don't have something physical to hold on to, it's very easy to lose the digital things that you haven't kept that you haven't focused on you know for example i you know and i think i've told you guys this i'm digitizing my family's old uh, vhs tapes here and um you know it's obviously not every moment in my childhood i i fully acknowledge that it's selected moments um but i wouldn't know what to do if i had every single moment of my my life for the past 25 years recorded on video i don't I wouldn't know how to approach it. And even if, as you mentioned, we had a computer program that had the ability to to look and to filter and keywords and all that, I still think that would be too much. I just think that humans have always selected their history for good or bad. Um, I, and I'm going to stand by. I think that's the best system. I think we need to be better about it. But I don't think saying it's better to have everything than... Nothing is not necessarily the right argument. I think that it's okay to be selective in your memory, in 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 the history you choose, in, in the way you display it and put it out there. Um, because there is such a thing as too much. Yeah. But, well, I think, I don't know, like to a certain extent it keeps you sane maybe. Like, <laughs> I don't know, if we knew too much, if we could recall too much about like the mistakes we've made or the, like the crappy things we've done. Oh, yes. I don't know. Could get like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like, I, I, I feel, and, I mean, maybe it's, a, I'm sure some people could, would, would handle it differently, but I think for myself, like, uh, that would make me like really anxious and like, you know, there are specific times in like situations I've been in where, where I certainly like feel in hindsight, I made the wrong decision and like, sure. uh, I would, I don't know if I would like i feel like i would be tempted to go back and look at that like a lot sure like often to in probably with the hopes that i could like never do that again but um like w i don't know i i feel like i'd end up like it wouldn't wouldn't help it would just make me like anxious about stuff i don't know yeah, right. believe me, I have a selected group of VHS tapes that I went through, and there were moments on there that I am not going <laughs> to ever let anyone see. So, and that was selected. That was limited. Right, right. There may or may not well, be videotape out there of uh, my sister having put me in a dress and have me dancing around as a you know <laughs> seven or six year old, whatever. So, you know, there are certain things that we don't need need record of. Well, I think that's a great example of like what what I'm trying to describe, like. In, it's because it's in video, like from a different perspective than yours. I mean, even if it was from your like physical perspective, like it's different from like your mind's right. eye view of this situation. It's like way different mm -hmm. than than mm -hmm. maybe how you 
like remember remember but that you, that scenario. You have that. You've had that experience with that memory, and it, it's fine to not look at it. Like you sure. don't probably have no desire to look at that again. So just don't look at it. No, and you're right. And 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 you know, self censorship is interesting. That you know whether whether or not that that's the right thing to do. But you know, I think. I think it's okay to have a few of those moments. I think it's not good to have a lot of them. Put it that way. <laughs> well, that's just the true statement of life. And, well, I'm making them easy to delete too. That's the other thing. You know, if you, oh, if you have a lot of them. We've had this conversation before. These things are getting harder and harder to delete. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I think that's the the question. Like, at least in our our personal lives, but it, it, like being able to like forget about stuff is like pretty helpful like that's how i don't know that's like a normal human psychology thing is like you know bad stuff happens or good stuff happens but whatever but like you know at some point you have to move on from that and like go about the rest of your life and like i don't know if if you couldn't forget about anything if you couldn't actually forget anything could it could get weird <laughs> it, it could get weird but you, it's not like your brain is being augmented such that it prevents you from forgetting about it if you had the desire to recall something you could recall it in in greater fidelity than you can now yeah right uh right. i don't know so i think i go. think right it's i like, a, when, it's we have so it's I like when we have this philosophical uh these deep discussions. We don't do it often, but they are fun when we do it. And if you're interested in seeing embarrassing moments from my childhood, send us an email. Don't panic show at gmail.com. And uh, go to Sean's YouTube channel. Maybe, maybe I'll send you on an address. Yes. And, and maybe, uh, maybe we'll send you a copy. Who knows? There, there were, there were a few moments. Okay, that be the next sweepstakes prize. Is that what we're going to give away? Exclusive access. Yeah, no, <laughs> there, believe me. I didn't, I, I, there were some moments I'm like, am I sure I want to put this on digital? You know, they can infinitely copy this forever once I do that. On VHS tapes, nobody's got a VHS player. They're basically locked in. Um, but anyway. They gave them all to you after all. They, well, Some they did. get lost. He'd be like, whoops, I don't know where that went. My bad. Imagine. My, my hammer laid right on top of it. I, pit, I pity those children today whose parents are all posting those videos on Facebook uh-huh. and stuff. Like, uh-huh. Oh, yep. yeah, good point. As you said. When we were kids, we never went viral. <laughs> um... It was a different time. Yeah. Indeed. Things are, things are changing. <sighs> We're so old. Um, all right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's continue on because we've got, my goodness, we've already uh, blown through 45 minutes. Can you believe it? Um, but I want to do one more story before we get to picks because I think we'll get through picks quickly. Um, is there another story on here you guys want to talk about? Who's going to buy Twitter? It's my vote. Colby, do you have a vote? Um, or we can do more than that. Yeah. I'm in no rush to go anywhere, so... No, I'm th- I'm thinking I'm leaning towards Twitter as well. Okay. Let's talk about who's going to buy Twitter. Twitter is for sale. Now, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. They've basically said that's the case. Uh, the question is who's going to buy them and for how much. So a lot of rumors going around. You're sort of leading, uh, leading contenders. Uh, Google, Microsoft, a lot of rumors going around about Salesforce, which to me makes no sense, but we could talk about that. Disney may also be making a bid. We've also heard Verizon potentially could be putting in a bid. Um, it's an interesting... Wow, uh, Yahoo and companies. Twitter could be owned by the same company. NAOL. <laughs> That's NAOL. It's, it's the trifecta. 
Remember, Dan, content is king. Mm. Which doesn't make any sense if you're Snapchat, because then you just delete it. So, um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, you know, it is a company that is actively doing things, but their revenue just keeps falling quarter after quarter. They they really don't seem to have a strategy to stay independent. So the problem is, it's going to be very expensive to acquire them. So you're kind of limited in who you can uh, in, in in who can bid for them, who has the cash to put forward. It's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be one of the big guys. So who do you guys think right. is going to buy Twitter? Hmm. Who, so so content, possible contenders Poss- are Disney. Let's, well, all right. So let's do it this way. Big tech companies. Google. Mm-hmm. Facebook, which I think is extremely unlikely. Um, yeah. Because I think there's just too much overlap. Um, Salesforce.com. There's been rumors around. Uh, Microsoft. So those are probably your big tech companies. Then there's your media companies. So your Disney. Um, that They would probably be, I mean, sure, Viacom or 20th Century Fox could put in a bid, but Disney's really been the only one that's been rumored. Then there's your telecoms, right, which is your Verizon. Uh, Comcast could put in a bid. I haven't heard that, but that's they're kind of the only other big guy who, ha- who you know, they own NBC and some tech stuff. So that's possible. Um, and then there's private equity, I think, is really the only other big contender, which is just some billionaire with nothing to do with tech just decides to buy it because he thinks he can turn it around um Hmm. those are kind of your most likely likely uh players their market cap um puts them at about 16 billion dollars now odds are they'd sell higher but this isn't a small purchase by any stretch that seems insane to me Mm -hmm. uh yeah, I thought I think Disney would be the one I'd be most excited about. I'm not sure it's the most likely because uh, I think they have the most. Uh, they would do. They would. I feel like if Microsoft or Comcast or Verizon buys it, we like we know what's going to happen. It's going to be nothing's going to happen. Nothing will change. It won't bring them anything except possibly deeper wallets. But, and maybe that's true. I don't know why I feel like this about Disney, but I I don't know. There could be some cool things there. Hmm. Currently, in my book, Disney can do no wrong. (laughs) Well, yeah, they are are on a bit of a hit streak. That is for sure. Yeah, maybe that's it. I I think I kind of feel the same way. Like, uh, Like, if Google bought Twitter and they were just absorbed into the the gigantic internet-y conglomerate that is Google. Yeah. It would just, you know, like Google has so many like disparate and like kind of unrelated parts to it that it would just be another one of those things. Um, but I feel like if, if, if a company like Disney bought it, they would have something in mind, like, right. Uh, something, Right. Like they wouldn't do it unless they had they had. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't feel like that's a thing that Disney does. Like uh, they don't just randomly buy things to buy things to like have them around. They would do it with some 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 intent behind it. Like, oh, we can buy Twitter and like change it this way to be like Disney E or. I don't know. Mm hmm. That was super hand wavy, but. 
I, I, I think you're, uh, so my prediction, I mean, I think your most likely options are Google or, or, or Disney. And I, I say those two because I don't think any of the other rumors particularly make sense. Microsoft just spent a zillion dollars on LinkedIn. I don't think they really need to buy Twitter. Um, I think that would be a step too far. I don't think Salesforce, I, the synergy doesn't make any sense there. I don't, I don't see Verizon putting up the cash because unlike AOL or uh, Yahoo, they don't. Twitter doesn't actually generate content themselves. So, and that's why, and they don't have a particularly robust ad network. So, I don't, I don't think there's any value in Verizon wanting anything. Google, I think, is interesting because they have the cash to do it, and they've sucked at social to date. And I think, you know, if they can pretty turnkey get this integrated into YouTube and Google Plus and and across their platform, I think that would be a lot of value for them. Um, never mind the search opportunities within Twitter as well. Um, and the fact that Google has such sure. a good ad operation, I think they could put a lot of juice into what Twitter can't do. Um, and I think Disney makes sense. Disney is an interesting piece because Disney is a, uh, and I'm stealing this from the Verge article. I don't know these things off the top of my head, but <laughs> Disney is uh, is involved in a lot of technology. They have investments in Hulu, Vice. Uh, if you don't know BAM Tech, they're the company that powers um, all of the MLB streaming, all of the NHL mm. streaming. They're they're a huge tech company. Is that, um, is that the same company that does HBO Go? Isn't it? Isn't yep. that a thing? A thing I've heard that yep. MLB and HBO Go are the same. Yep, they they power all that back end. They're the best in the business at it. Um, and Disney owns a chunk of them. Um, they own, you know, digital cable assets with ESPN and ABC. Um, and interestingly enough, and I did not know this, C- Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is on Disney's board of directors. Huh. Interestingly enough. So I don't think it's, I think the problem for Disney would be price. I think it's it's a little pricier than most, you know, you have to remember this is, we're, we're talking in the realm of four or five Lucas films here um, in, ter- in terms of them buying Twitter. So it's a little. Really? Uh, but yeah, Luke how, how was, many uh, Instagrams is that, and how many WhatsApps? That would be about sixteen. Well, if I remember my number, that's well, it's about sixteen YouTubes. If you remember when YouTube was bought, but that was a lot with inflation. I don't know what that is today. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, what was WhatsApp? I don't remember. Twenty billion was it? So it would be it would be approaching that number. That's crazy. Um, and I remember what Instagram was. Was that one billion? Instagram was, was, was that one billion? billion. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it would be about you know, 16, 18, 20 of those. Yeah. I feel like Instagrams are an easy, easy, easy one to That's do math cheap. with. That's cheap in retrospect. Cause YouTube was also a bit about a, a little over a billion dollars, which was crazy mm. at the time. Right. In retrospect, that was a good bargain. <laughs> right. You know, you know, we do laugh when Snapchat says, Oh, you know, so-and-so company offered us $2 billion and we turned it down and we say, you're crazy. You should have taken it. And then we're like, well, maybe, eh, maybe, maybe not. not. But then again, there are a lot of failed companies we don't remember who were also offered, you know, Yahoo uh, offered to buy Google and they offered to buy all these companies before they got big. And, you know, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it's my prediction is it's not going to happen in 2016. I don't think there's a rush on this. I think Twitter is going to wait until they get a really good offer. And I don't think anybody on day one is going to put in a particularly good offer. Hmm. That that's my prediction, uh, and and Twitter is not going bankrupt. They're not out of money. They are profitable. Um, they're just their their stock is lagging, and you know they think they can do better by being bought. So I I don't I, I don't think I there's realize, a rush. I didn't realize that they are uh, profitable. That's, it's that's not cool. huge. Yeah. It's not sure, 
No, but I mean, but, I feel like just being able to pay your bills is a pretty big step in like sure. a gigantic business. What worries uh, me is when all of these content deals they've been striking are going to start coming in. Most of those you don't, you know, you don't pay the whole thing up front. You pay it over time. Netflix has this problem. You know, whatever zillion dollars they promised to the NFL and 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 some of these content deals, it it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I think that's why they're looking to sell now and not later. So, um, they'll, they'll you know they're they're User growth is stagnant. We've talked about this on the show. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. But, you know, let, let's say for a second it's Google or Disney. How do they, what do they do with Twitter once they buy it? I mean, do, do they change it radically? Do they let it run on its own? Do they, how do they integrate it with their services? Well, I, I think mean, uh, like the, the streaming stuff is, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Twitter, from what I've seen of Twitter streaming UI, Twitter could be Twitch for everything else. Sure. Like you get the live commentary on the right hand side and then the content like taking up most of the screen. Sure. That is what people who watch Twitch by and large want. They like that experience. And you could have, if Twitter can make deals with like, especially sports stuff, uh, like real sports, that, that could be pretty big. Uh, so taking the idea of real time, the real time social communication, uh, up a notch. Yeah, and, and it, it really comes down to: is Twitter a media content play, or is it a technology play? Mm. And that, that I think it comes down to that because if you're Google, you want you want metrics and you want ads and you want you don't care what content they stream; you just want to make sure it's integrated in all your Google products. If you're Disney. All you care about is the content and what are they streaming and how do you get eyeballs on there and, you know, how do you integrate all of the ESPN, ABC, Lucasfilm, Marvel, blah, 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 smack into Twitter. And I don't know which is better for for Twitter in the long term, but definitely different directions, assuming those are the two. Uh, But I I think those are really the only two plays you have on Twitter. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I wonder maybe the like how successful their like various streaming endeavors like the debates and or like the NFL stuff are. Uh, maybe that will determine who is is eventually interested enough to like do this. Sure. Because um, like if it's going really well, like I could see, you know, a media company like, you know, Comcast or something or, or Disney being more interested than the Microsofts of the world who like a company that has stuff that they could put through it. Um, being more interested than a company that would just like, you know, tack, like glue them onto their, their hodgepodge of stuff or. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. And I promise that if they do get bought by somebody, you'll hear about it here. Uh, not first. Probably last even, but we will talk about <laughs> it. Um, you betcha. That's what we do here. All right. Well, <clears throat> we are out of time on news, uh, but that's okay because we've got picks and we've got some good ones this week. I'm excited. Uh, I will go first because mine is quite quick this week. Um, I know for a fact on the show, gosh, I didn't even look at how far back. It's got to be way back that we picked Dark Sky, um, mm. which is an excellent uh uh app oh here we go we, we picked it back on oh my goodness on uh july of 2013 
That, that one might, of our first wow. picks. Ep, show number seven. Show number <laughs> seven. So it it's <laughs> it is pretty much there. Um, Dark Sky has aged pretty well. It too. has, and it's a really good app, and I still use it. It is my primary weather app. I use it all the time. It's really good for those super local forecasts, and it's beautiful to look at. Anyway, they recently redesigned their web page. If you're not using your uh, phone at darksky.net. Um, and again, it gives you the very um, local forecast, especially over the next uh. hour. Um, and then they give you, of course, the weather over the next week. And it's designed just as nicely as um, as the app. And what I like is they have a feature called the Time Machine, where you can see the weather past or future. Um, and if it's the past, they tell you what the weather was on that day. Or in the future, they estimate what it will be. Um, and you can go to you know pretty far back and they'll you know on september 9th 2015 uh in houston it was 88 degrees so i don't know <laughs> not very useful but it's cool so <laughs> and it's free and so check it out if, if you're on your computer looking for weather information try it darksky.net that's cool i mostly use uh weather underground for my weather because i like all the like they have an annoying like a, a ridiculous amount of detail mm. um not only on the like the weather forecast, but they also have like sunset and sunrise and last light and and uh, all that stuff that ends up being useful if you like ride your bike to work and need to know if you need to like bring your lights with you so you don't get run over driving home, riding home at night and stuff like that. Definitely for uh, weather nerds, yeah, yeah. But I have Dark Sky on my phone because it sends those amazing notifications right before it starts raining. It's like magic. It's awesome. That's the best. It is yeah. pretty great. It's it. I, I I mean, it hasn't rained very much in the past three months, but but I, I love it when like I'll get a note. I'll be in my apartment and get a notification. And then I start hearing like the the, the pitter patter on like my AC out the window. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Uh, very good. Nice. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I can uh, go next. Fair enough. What do you got? Uh, what do you got for us to watch this week? All right. Mm-hmm. I. I am on episode two. Oh, did, did we already recommend this on this show? Because I got it from somewhere a long time ago. Okay. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I am on episode two of a show on Netflix from the BBC called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Uh, it's difficult to explain. It's sort of... Uh, so it's like... I don't know. I feel like... what Aren't there other shows that have this trope of like... Magic went away from the world, but now it's back. I guess Game of Thrones has this a little bit. So it's like, imagine uh, a setting like Downton Abbey, where there's this history of magic, but it was gone hundreds of years ago, but now someone walks in who can do magic again, and that's sort of the premise of the show. And it, I, I've, after, fin- after finishing uh, Stranger Things, I've now finally found uh, another show that I can watch a couple uh, here and there and uh, get some enjoyment out of. So I, I think it's pretty good. It's no Stranger Things, but it's pretty entertaining so far. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell streaming free on Netflix. Cool. So uh, I am both on the last episode of this and the last episode of Stranger Things. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a so. lot of strange in your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all at the same time. But I can confirm it gets... It, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell gets 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 better. It's pretty good. Okay, cool. How are you liking Stranger Things? Also, also very good. Um, yeah, 
I like it. Cool. And by the way, I had a uh, the reason I know that is because I had a, a coworker actually recommended the book to me that it's based on, which is apparently also ah. very good. And I have not read it, but you know, Stranger yeah. Things or or uh, Doctor God. Strange, no, Mister oh. Strange, Senor Strange, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, the, the the book of the same name um, that it's based on. Very cool. All right, son, for you to watch. Now we got son for you to download, Colby. What do you? I know this pick mm-hmm. well. I use it all the time. It's excellent. Nice. Yeah, so so uh, when I got my iPad, the the new iPad with the pencil, uh, I did a bunch of like looking around for like a note taking app, um, and I think the best one I found is also probably the top ranked one on on the App Store. It's called Notability, um, and I have a hard time like describing exactly why it's good. Like for the Apple pencils specifically i think the writing experience is really good um it doesn't have some of the cool bells and whistles that i would like uh there are other apps that have amazing handwriting recognition um but the note taking is absolutely terrible so it's it's like no there's no it it just doesn't make sense like i'm not going to use this like i hate using this to write like it doesn't do like palm detection or whatever um, and so like you end up with all random marks as you're writing and, and it, it's, it's, that's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's just junk. Like it's, it's nice that it has cool handwriting recognition, but, but the, the note taking experience isn't great. Um, so notabilities note taking is, uh, really excellent. I think, um, you can do everything you'd want to do. I think, uh, they added, I think these are new recently, either that or I just found out about them, but they added ways to like do, you can draw like straight lines. So if you draw a line and then just hold down at the end, it like pops into a straight line, which is really cool. So you can like draw things like that, which I think is really nice. Um, They also have a Mac version too. So that's pretty convenient um, if you have a Mac. So I'll often like, do like brainstorming on my iPad and then like for work stuff. And like later when I'm at work, I won't take my iPad to work, but I can bring up all this stuff on my Mac later. Uh, it does cost some dollars, I believe. Uh, it's seven, $7.99, which is, or the, the iOS version is seven ninety nine. They don't charge separately for the iPad and the iPhone ones, uh, which is good. Uh, so it's, it's a little expensive on the, I, I guess you'd say on the expensive side for an app, like this isn't expensive for what it does. It's uh, a pretty legit piece of software I've found. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. So if you're in the market for anything like that, uh, I'd recommend it. I don't know. Do you, do you have any other like thoughts on it or um, pro tips? I would say uh, the, the reason I really like it is it's really the Swiss army knife of note taking tools. Like it's not really good at any one thing. It's just yeah. pretty good at a lot of things. Like I use it. Honestly, I use it more for uh, text notes because you can use, you can just type in notes into it. It's really flex. And then you can highlight and cross stuff out and draw on the text. Um, it's really flexible in that respect, which is why I really like it. Um, and then the, sort of the pen motions are pretty good 
Um, I'm sure as you've seen when you're taking notes. So, you know, if you're really mm-hmm. looking for something, as you said, with like great handwriting recognition or really, you know, this isn't for you, but if you just want something that's really kind of multifunctional to just throw all your thoughts in, whether you're drawing them or handwriting them or typing them or highlighting them or whatever, this is a good way to do it. And you're right. It does sync pretty well with other stuff. So, yeah, I'm also, I'm like secretly hoping that someday they'll get around to like doing handwriting recognition or something like that. Yep. Uh, which I think would be, you know, just that, that'd just be gravy at this point. Like this really does what I need it to do. Um, and so if it, if it can only get better, really, yep. uh, I guess it could get worse, but I, I don't <laughs> expect not. that it will get worse. Indeed. Uh, indeed. Notability. Check it out on the iOS and Mac app stores. Uh, very good gentlemen. That's it. We've, we've, I, you know, I, our first Wednesday show and gosh, darn it. We survived. Yeah, go team. Go team. I couldn't agree. Well, I certainly want to take this opportunity to thank the, according to, we didn't get to the story about Facebook inflating their numbers, but they're telling (laughs) us 406 people were reached by us this evening. Um, Who knows? That could be four or 400 or 4 million. I don't know. But to all the people who did watch us live on Facebook, thank you. We appreciate it. We normally do the show Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash don't panic show. But the best way to find out if we do it Monday or Wednesday or any other day or at any other time is to like the page because I'm told that if you like the page, uh, there's a good chance you get a notification when we do go live. And you can do that again at facebook.com slash don't panic show. But if you can't watch us live, because I know some people, you know, go to bed because uh, they have to go to work <laughs> in the morning, uh, you can get all the recorded versions, audio and video, on the website, don'tpanic.io. Go there, uh, all the episodes, and links to our picks. If you didn't follow closely, uh, the URLs will be on the page as well. And, of course, you can follow us on most major podcasting sources like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and in most major apps. And, of course, uh, on social media, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. And I mentioned the Facebook link. And, of course, don't forget YouTube, the video version, HD, 720p. You can see our beautiful faces at youtube.com slash show. Okay, Whew. guys, anything else this evening before we, we wrap? We're going to be back it. next Wednesday? Or next, no, next Monday. We're going to be back Monday. Yeah. Monday. I'm not trying to confuse anybody, but. Correct. I hope there's enough news between now and then. Uh, we'll make up. Actually, we didn't get to half the stories in the rundown anyway, so I think we'll, true, we'll make true. it work. Um, and I guess I will use this opportunity to plug um, up for debate. And the reason I want to plug that is because we're doing a new show tomorrow night. Um, it will be live on that Facebook page at facebook.com slash TV um, at about, what, 7.30 Eastern? Or no, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. And guys, we're talking about one of the best things in life. Sandwiches. We have Phil Lopez is going to join us, and we are oh. going to talk about oh what anything you can put between two slices of bread. We're going to talk about it. So... Uh, join us live then, or of course, uh, after the fact on our website, upfordebate.tv. So a little plug for you there. Uh, do you guys have a particularly favorite sandwich? Thanksgiving um, sandwich. Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to write that down to make sure also, we talk about it. Uh, pro tip for Thanksgiving sandwiches, at least if you live in the Northeast D'Angelo's, the, the sandwich place, the toasted sandwich company, um, they have a sa- Thanksgiving sandwich that is available 365 days a That's year. That's crazy. That's uh, crazy. And it's good. It's not like a weird spin on a Thanksgiving sandwich. It's exactly a, a Thanksgiving sandwich. And you can get it every day. You can get it on the 4th of July. You can get it. Yeah. That's crazy. Anytime. And and so so uh, the reason I know this is, is my work is 
directly adjacent to a mall food court. Um, it, well, it's in the building next to the mall. So, like, there, we have easy access to a mall food court, and there's a D'Angelo's there. And when I first started working there, it was in the fall. And so it was like seasonally appropriate. And I got this and my coworkers were like, oh, my God, is that a Thanksgiving sandwich? And so like every everyone I work with now just goes to the D'Angelo's and gets these Thanksgiving sandwiches. Um, And for a long time, we were really concerned that it was going to go away because we like we didn't know we weren't like D'Angelo's regulars. I just moved back from California um, and it was like, you know, Thanksgiving going into Christmas. And eventually one of one of my coworkers just asked the people they were. He was like, is the Thanksgiving sandwich going to go away? And they were like, no. Wow. It, it was the best day ever. I like how if Dan is our fashion trendsetter, then Colby is our sandwich trendsetter. He's our he's our food <laughs> trendsetter. There, there's also so near my house is the greatest sandwich place I've ever been to. I go multiple times a week because it's. It's too good to not it's be It's that going. good. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just local. You can't go there unless you come visit me. There's only one. Well, I I don't need an excuse to come visit you, but now you've given me one. So Yeah. Yeah. But Colby, I'm here and I want to go get a sandwich. Um, <laughs> very good. Cool. Well, we can look forward to that. And of course, we'll be back next Monday. Uh, with more tech news. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean thanking all of you for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for even more exciting tech news and talk of sandwiches here on Don't Panic.